Welcome to Dharma Glimpses, an introduction to the profound treasury teachings of Chogyam Trungpa Rinpoche, taught by Judy Leaf. In this episode, Judy explores the notion of ego in Buddha Dharma. Welcome. Today I'd like to talk a little bit about the idea of ego in uh, Buddha Dharma. Ego and egolessness are, are not that easy uh, concepts to grasp for many people. Because the notion of egolessness can seem really threatening. We spend so much time in uh, school and, and growing up trying to develop a strong sense of ego and ego boundaries, which I think we equate a lot of times with a sense of self-confidence and resilience of a certain kind uh, and a certain kind of inner strength. But in the Buddhist use of the term ego is not really an expression of strength, but it's an expression of alienation and a duality. So it's not really an attack on a sense of confidence and strength and a sense of ego boundaries. That's not really the issue. The issue is much more uh, a solidification, uh, making solid an experience that in essence is quite fluid. There's a sense of, in general, the term ego referring to kind of a freezing a freezing of experience. You can kind of sense that when things lock down, you're uncertain, you're trying to find your bearings, and unable to to stay with that experience, stay with the uncertainty or stay with the quality of groundlessness and space. I think we panic and get a little scared of the vastness and uh, potential, and we kind of close down. So Ego is referring to a certain close, closing down. And what are we closing down? We're, we're closing down our own potential for awakening, our own brilliance and our own sanity in a certain way. So there's a patterns we go through, I think in daily life, even day by day and in general of kind of grasping and trying to hold uh, what cannot be held, trying to stop the uh, change and passage of time in a certain way, and build a sense of personal territory, personal territory. You know, what is your personal territory, and, and what are you defending, and how does that work for you? That's a kind of questions that are evoked by looking into the notion of ego and egolessness. What would it mean? How could we operate uh, if we were egoless? I think we might think that without ego, everything would fall apart. If I couldn't hold everything together as though we could do that, which, ha, ha, good luck, then things would just unravel very, very quickly. So there's a lot of teaching and a lot of investigation of this notion of ego and egolessness in the Dharma and in the meditation practice that comes up very strongly. So I'd like to give an image that I find helpful sometimes in the very beginning point, you know, egolessness is very connected with another term called non-duality. The heck is non-duality? Um, the image that I find helpful is if you imagine a snowy field, a field of snow, uh, white and goes in all directions, uh, and there's a sense of stillness and uh, cold and clear and... Uh, without any particular way to look at it in terms of territory. But then imagine putting a fence across this snowy field, 
And suddenly, you know, dramas begin. There's this and that, I and other, me and you, mine and yours, mine, this side of the fences, mine and that side of the fences, yours. This side is all about me. That side is all about you. It's foreign territory. So as soon as there's this fence, as soon as there's a quality of duality, all sorts of patterns unfold, many of which are not that beneficial and, in fact, cause us problems, cause us pain and, and suffering. So in looking at ego, the sense of territory, me and mine and you and yours, is a very kind of a juicy exploration. So one way that this is looked at in uh, Dharma teachings, in the Buddha Dharma teachings, it breaks it down into patterns. So what we think of as a solid, single, independent thing, ego, is actually a bunch of actions and a bunch of interrelated kind of patterned habitual activities that create illusion of one solid thing. If you look at your experience moment to moment, it's always changing. If you look at your life, yourself, in different situations, you have many different roles and many different ways of presenting in the world and being seen. And whatever that elusive thing is that holds it all together and makes it solid and real, you can never really find. But you can break down things into different kinds of perception. In some ways, I think the teachings of egolessness are bringing us down to kind of dealing with the perceptions and the richness and colors of perceptions as they arise, you know, in, in the moment by moment, day by day, without then overlaying on all those experiences some imagined container or holder of those experiences, rather than let, just letting the experiences rise and fall in, in a natural flow. What does it add? You know, what does it really add? That that point of acquisition where we take control, where we assume we own the experiences that we have. Like, who owns the experiences that we have? We make someone up that is that owner. Who is that owner? And even within that, even the experiences themselves, which are filled with spaciousness and free-flowing in many ways, we make each experience so solid and so unworkable in a certain way. The more solid a world we create, more unworkable that world can be. So the snowy field, the fence, me and mine, you and yours, self and others. This is the uh, fundamental kind of instigator and perpetuator of samsara or a circle of suffering, circle of confusion. And the Buddhist path is uh, focused entirely on freedom from that pattern, freedom and stopping of the perpetuating of patterns that harm ourselves and others, which is given the term samsara. Thank you for joining me for this glimpse of Dharma. This podcast is made possible through the support of the Hamera Foundation. To learn more about Judy Leaf's teachings, publications, and retreats, or to contribute to the support of this podcast, please visit judyleaf.com.